Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow back within 24 hours talking <laughs> to you again about the Dallas Mavericks. And for the second time in 2022, the Dallas Mavericks have won tonight, uh, winning their first uh, home game of the brand new year, defeating the Denver Nuggets 103 to 89. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the Mavericks back over 500 for the first time in what feels like a long long time and pretty pretty impressive win uh i mean all things considered i know denver is is struggling with their roster right now but uh, mavericks took care of business which was shockingly refreshing shockingly refreshing is is the accurate descriptor of of what happened there tonight so if i'm looking at the last time they were above 500 because they played like flat out 500 basketball like they would win one mm -hmm. lose a few God, I'm going through this. The last time they're above 500 legitimately seems to be, my goodness, uh, December 13th. So it's been three weeks, which tends to coincide with Luca being out, but it's been kind of a kind of a herky jerky ride. So they beat the Nuggets, who might be the most injury, like legitimate injury laden team in the league. Like lots of teams have COVID issues or have had COVID issues. Like the Nuggets, like their their pets' heads are falling off. Like it's bad. <laughs> The, the Mavs showed a roster and it went like, or showed their roster and who was out. And they had like Michael Porter Jr. out with spine. And then like Vladimir or whatever is it, Vladimir Kankar. I just butchered this. These, the Slovenians are going to murder me. Um, the, the, one of the, one of the Nuggets bench guys um, hurt his ankle or something. Vlatko. What's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> Vlatko Kankar. Um, hurt himself in the game and what looked to be like an at like not an ankle roll, like an actual injury. So like things just kind of kept piling up for the Nuggets and Austin Rivers also hurt himself. And it's just, you know, the Mavericks took really took advantage. Um, the the score was closer than the game felt at times because basically, you know, Nikola Jokic put the Nuggets on his back a few times, but it just wasn't enough. And then in the fourth quarter the Mavericks hit three straight threes, which just blew the game open. Um, and it was over and it was, it was a nice, it was a nice win. I, I, you know, really feels like one of the better wins against a better team, but the nuggets are so hurt. I don't know what uh, that's not exactly right. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> this was just a, it was, it was a nice game to watch despite like being in the mud for, for a significant stretch. Yeah, I mean, usually I think what's nice about it is the Mavericks usually don't win these types of games, right? When mm. when things are ugly and they kind of have to win it with defense. I mean, it was all defense for them. I mean, their offense was was a little inconsistent. Um, I say that, and they hit thir you know thirty eight percent of their threes, fourteen of thirty seven. It felt worse than that number because Luca and Brunson had really bad shooting nights tonight. Uh, but basically, every other Mavericks player but them had had a productive offensive game uh except for tim hardaway jr um <laughs> which uh, i mean at this point yeah, like yeah tim, I mean, tim having a positive game is is i don't even know how to talk about tim but it was yeah. it was something it was it was it, really weird to watch it, like there you pointed out something yesterday we didn't talk about it on the podcast you basically said something about how like maxi didn't take a two-point shot and then tonight he drove he had an ant like he had some like like driving attempts like just some interesting 
weird basketball going on. Like Reggie Bullock finished a the third quarter with like a, a fast break layup where it was very clear all of the Nuggets thought he was going to shoot a jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just uh, you know Brown Sterling Brown with a couple of interesting drives, like just some kind of funky play that worked out in the Mavericks' uh, advantage. Yeah, and they had 12 steals and five blocks, which that's a combined 17 stocks, uh, as we like to to call that. Um, I got to imagine that's one of their highest numbers of the season and maybe one of their highest numbers in the Doncic era. I mean, the one thing they've been known for, you know, their defense hasn't been great in the Doncic era, but it hasn't been like horrible. But the thing that we've always kind of, lamented about it is that it's not a very aggressive attacking defense and they just didn't make a lot of splashy plays well they made a ton of them tonight i mean kleba had two blocks and two steals all on his own he was great defensively um donchitz had four steals of his own he seemed much more active on that end of the floor despite uh his poor shooting night uh it, it seemingly every every player contributed in some way or shape or form on the defensive end and Man, the Nuggets outside of Jokic, it was just they, they're just not very good outside of Jokic right now. And mm-hmm. but the Mavericks made sure that those guys didn't do. It. I mean, those guys probably you know weren't doing anything on their own, but the Mavericks were also making sure that you know that that nothing was going to happen there. I mean, it was very clear that it was like okay, Jokic. Don't let us get beat by Compazzo and Austin Rivers and Jamichael Green. Uh, and those guys did not decidedly did not beat them. I mean, Will Barton had seven turnovers on his own, shot four of twelve from the field. So I, I thought it was a really good defensive effort. Some of it maybe played in by Denver's roster situation, but uh, I think a lot of credit goes to how the Mavericks played on that end of the floor. Yeah, and and it's funny, Jokic is just not of he's just not this kind of guy. But he probably should have shot the ball. I'm looking at the box score where to go he shot the ball 18 times he should have shot it 35 times like the yeah. Mavericks couldn't do anything about him I mean he was 11 of 18 from the floor he missed some threes but he was kind of like his his natural inclination is to wheel and deal a little bit and he just should have punished like they're what the Mavericks can't do anything about Jokic like let's be real here he he, he does a lot of the Dirk like Dirk 20 2006 to like 2011 stuff when he really gets cooking like the 10 to 12 footers but a lot more of a bull than yeah. Derek ever was and it's just it it's just not his game to do that sort of stuff and and you know maybe he's tired whatever but it was it was, it was fun to watch the Mavericks like figure something out in that regard they also finished the number of plays on the break which if you watched <laughs> this team and I I don't know what their rate is now but at one point the Mavericks were one of the worst fast break teams in the league like it says the, the 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 team stats thing. I, I'm only seeing two points, two fast break points. But like they were getting, you know, they had 14 points off of turnovers, and so like I, I guess it's how some of this stuff is categorized. But it was it was really you know it it was it was something um, with with what the Mavericks were doing. I just I don't know. I, I liked watching this game. I didn't keep a close eye on it as I can. I'm kind of thinking about our our like stuff we're doing with Dirk or dirt coverage the next several <laughs> days. Um, but it was, I really had fun watching like Luca make some of the crisp passes, like really delivering in, into like shooting pockets, um, watching, you know, Reggie Bullock finally hit three pointers, like more than he, he really, where's, where's his, he was, Bullock was four of eight, which 
you know, the some of the like one of the threes he took was like mm-hmm. such a hilarious like wing three that went over the rim like far side. But like what he when he was catching and, sh- and shooting within the flow of the offense, like good shot attempts. I that was that was tonight was like an example of the Reggie Bullock we we were told we were getting. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, since he came back from uh, the protocols uh, against Sacramento on New Year's Eve, uh, he's shooting just a shade over 50% from three. Um, What is it? He is nine of uh, 17, I think, from three. Uh, I mean, my math might be wrong, but he's he's hit nine three-pointers in three games, which feels like a revelation for him this season uh and especially you know we were hoping for the december turnaround knowing his his career his career stats and uh he shot 31 percent from three in december which was a little alarming but i mean these are the three best games he's played in a row all season by far uh and so you know something i noticed tonight i don't know if you noticed it but i think the last couple games his shot looks he's getting more air under his shot Mm -hmm. it looks like his shot looked especially flat in the first three months of the season, and this is horrendous. Yes. The, it, it's like like the Porzingis is the greatest example of this that I can think of for a Mav who shoots a vault like high volume. Like when Porzingis's threes are off, they might as well be turnovers because they careen off the rim with such force because he's not <laughs> a high arc shooter. And Bullock, you know, some of his shots were just kind of the same thing, where it's just like they're absolute torpedoes, where it's like clang, and it's like when when his shots going down though, it makes the net pop. It's real loud. Like it was, it was, it is something that is just a really enjoyable part of the part of the game tonight for me. Just, just for for that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, basically every other Mavericks role player played really well. Uh, Powell had 15 points in 27 minutes. Uh, he's quietly been putting together a, a decent season. I mean, I, he's still not doing. I mean, he had three rebounds in 27 minutes, so like he's still doing this this Dwight Powell things that are annoying, but. At least he's scoring. Uh, he's killing is... me with these three-pointers because for anyone who's followed me for a long time, there was a stretch where he went like 55 games and shot in the neighborhood of like 20%. And it was a, it was one of those years where they were emphasizing him shooting the three and he just never could hit it. And tonight he hits a corner three with, with Jokic, who is one of the league's better defenders, despite what you may have heard. Uh, closing on him like a you know just in a charge it was outstanding. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's been nice, and uh, I mean, now do we pivot to Marquise Chris, who looked okay in 16 minutes, but he didn't really do much. Two points, no rebounds. Maybe kind of came back down to earth after mm. the uh, uh, Oklahoma City game, but he had a really nice block on Jokic. Um, uh, and what, was it on Jokic or was it on? Was, I can't uh, remember who it was on. Oh, a bubble. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, and I, something I noticed, I know I'm kind of scatterbrained right now. That's okay. Me um, too. When Chris, Chris and green shared the floor a decent amount. And I yeah, some I don't of the think pl- that's something you can do. No, I, you know, they weren't, they weren't necessarily productive in those it, for that entire time. But I mean, the athleticism, the Mavericks had was just, it was noticeable, and I think it just says a lot about where this roster is that those two guys playing makes that much of a difference. But like, I mean, it was just it was just nice to see the Mavericks have more options to be athletic, which is not something they've had in the last couple of years. Because think about the bench, the bench situation the Mavericks have had the last two seasons. They've really they really haven't had guys 
uh, like Chris and like Green. I mean, they had Green, but he was just never going to play. You know, like it, it's just it's nice to see. You know, if these guys coming off the bench aren't necessarily going to be, you know, big big time scorers or or have like a, a certain basketball skill, like just the fact that they're athletic as all get out is just refreshing to watch. I mean, that might be more of an entertainment and aesthetic point of view, but it was it was just nice like to see the Mavericks not overwhelmed athletically when those two guys were on the floor even if you know they do some stupid things like chris fouled a three-point shooter you know he kind of always has an untimely foul or two every game so sure it is what it is i just it was just an observation just it just was nice yeah yeah i know you know this is another minor observation but with dorian finney smith getting into foul trouble he's been such an important player for the mavericks for almost a month and a half now um one of the few guys to really play, you know, th- he never got COVID, did he? I don't uh, think he did. Do, I don't think he did. Yeah, so he's been one of the few stalwarts along with Brunson who's just kind of been through it. And for them to play and win a game rather convincingly where he only played 18 minutes is really nice. Uh, his, it's, it's just... It's developing these moments of depth. I mean, the the you know, I, have we talked about Josh Green at all? Like Josh Green had seventeen weird minutes. He at least you know hit three or four shots, but he he didn't really like he didn't really do anything else. But it's just it, at certain points in time, you need guys to soak up minutes without kicking the shit out of you. And, yeah, and that's what those two guys did. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of that going on within the the Mavs roster these past several weeks, which is you know, why they've managed to to kind of play 500 basketball. And if there's like hope on them building something for the future, it's got to be the fact that they've just, you know, last night I mentioned this where it's this, it's the, the uh, Tibbs quote about, Oh, you always got to give it more minutes, more minutes, you know, more, more games, more games. And by the, you know, you keep doing that and all of a sudden the season's over, but they're just kind of, you know, the fact that they beat Denver, they now own that series win, which is going to, I think, could be important for Huge. playoff seating. Yes. Like, just really valuable. It, even if they're, you know, kind of in the 7-8, you know, 6-7-8 morass, like, I don't think Denver's necessarily getting a huge bump unless Jamal Murray comes back, which he might. Um, and that sort of thing just is is valuable as the season goes along. And, yeah, this was this is just kind of one of those wins where, you know, I think a lot of us, our heads, at least my head, my head is thinking ahead to Wednesday. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just, like, focused on this third game because it completely kind of, you know, I, I've known about it, obviously, just as long as everybody else has, but I've not really done anything for our coverage because it's just it's it's we're getting through the holidays. And now here we are. And and this game was just one to sort of get through. I, I'm glad they won. It it makes me it makes me feel a little more comfortable about the fact that like Golden State, who is playing like one of the best teams on you know the multiverse right now, if Golden State absolutely mows them down, <laughs> I'm not going to like they they you know, that's OK. They getting these it. last two wins that they, they needed to get these last two wins knowing yeah. what's on the horizon yeah and sure. if they win i'll be pleasantly pleasantly surprised right that's that's kind of the way to look at it and you know i think i was i was i'm just wondering you know i think the last thing we should probably talk about is luca and his kind of weird game in the sense that like he was really good in terms of like when he was on the floor he was controlling the game 15 assists three turnovers, uh, a stark difference in his passing from the last game against OKC. Uh, He still didn't shoot well, seven of 18, one of six from three. But he finally, in the fourth quarter, got some, like, drives going and and was making some shots around the basket, which was nice to see. So he got to the free throw line eight times. So I think 
you know, it wasn't all the way back for Luca, but it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, and that's that's sort of what you need. Um, I had one of our longtime followers shoot me a message today, and he was just like, "I'm, I find myself frustrated about the the, the Luka Doncic and fitness conversation. Like, it's it's just frustrating to me because I think he basically said he feels like at times, not necessarily us, but also us, are sort of picking on Luca with this regard. And there's a lot of things that are working against Luca that were outside of his control. And the guy's right. I, I I do have to state that because it's, you know, whether or not Luca came into, into camp heavy, which he did is, is that's just one thing. Like there's lots of things that play into this. And, you know, it's like the ankle roll was an unfortunate thing. Like when Austin rivers hurt him and then he, he probably spent two weeks getting into better shape because he does look better. Like his face and his there's, there's, He's, he's such a, you know, my wife points this out because she notices this with our son because Luke is still so young. Like he sometimes looks like very different, like day to day. Um, and, and he, he looks better w- within like his arm definition and some of that. So he clearly dropped a little bit of weight, but then he probably wasn't able to exercise for a week and a half when he gets COVID, um, whether or not he felt bad or not, he just probably really wasn't allowed to, you know, he wasn't probably to quarantine. So it's not like he's allowed to be on the Mavs facility and i'm just sort of spitballing right now so when he talked about <laughs> last night how his chest was burning like <laughs> it's like okay okay you know maybe he just needs time like tonight he really did look um i, I hear what you're saying on the burst i just yeah. I, I just for me i've almost tabled that as a thing for 2023 i and i could be yeah. wrong maybe he'll get it back because it's like by the time they played the clippers last year in the playoffs he was a force and yes. i think that's kind of what's so frustrating for us where it's just if he commits himself to doing this, he's gonna be a world beater. He just has to do it. Yeah. And, you know, again, judging Luca without Kristaps, who is in health and safety protocols, um, which makes a wild difference in how he kind of operates on the floor and how much space he has. Uh, you know, I know Maxi kind of helps a little bit, but again, teams don't guard Maxi like they guard Kristaps for, for a very variety of reasons. Uh, and I think, you know, with Kristaps not on the floor, that kind of makes things harder for him. And then that makes it harder to judge, like, is it fitness or is it scheme or like what's going on? So, like, I think these games without KP might be might get a little ugly on the offensive side just because of the spacing issues. And that doesn't always mean it's Luca's fault. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah, no, it totally does. I mean, and I do there. This is something to watch as things evolve, but they have gone away from some of the cooler stuff they were doing on offense. There's still more cutting, but Luca and Brunson just pound the shit out of the ball sometimes. And <laughs> it's really like I get it, Jalen and Luca, both of them. Your herky jerky cool moves are there. Can we do something else when yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm at this we've reached the nitpicking point of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is time to go. go. <laughs> <laughs> they just won by 14. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this has been fun. We will have a couple days off and we will um be back Wednesday night, probably after the Dirk retirement ceremony. Uh, and then you know that'll be a late night for everybody involved, but uh it'll be fun. So everybody should watch that and enjoy it. You got anything else before we get out of here? Man, I don't. Uh, just let's enjoy the Dirk retirement ceremony. Hope the Mavericks can give somewhat of a spirited effort, and we'll go from there. All right. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe with Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we will talk to you in a couple of days. Everyone have a good Tuesday and Wednesday.